Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. Finding trends is one of the most important aspects of being a successful trader and investor. Hey, everybody. I'm Serge Berger. I'm your host of the Steady Wealth Podcast, and I'm super excited today to have a guest who has been instrumental in helping us develop uh, a tool that we call the market rover that has uh, become really uh, you know at the center of how we make decisions in our portfolios uh, over at Blue Marlin Advisors, but also, of course, how we uh, perform our research at the Study Trader. His name is Daniel Senek. Daniel, how, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm great. Hi, Serge. <laughs> Good to have you. Now, let us know, Daniel, uh, just a little bit of background. I mean, I know you're, you're like a, a whiz. Um, maybe let us know a little bit kind of like where you're at, what's going on, what, what is it that you specialize in, and, and then we'll, we'll dig into what, what we were able to develop together. With pleasure. So, yeah, hi. My name is Daniel, and actually Serge and I, we go back, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years by now, and I still remember our first encounter. I can talk about this a bit later. But um, as you possibly can tell, I am uh, German, <laughs> and um, I think I was on my way home to Hamburg uh, when I called Search for the first time. But that's not the that's not the point here. So right now I'm calling uh, out of Montreal, which has been my my home, uh, my chosen home for many many years. Came here for for a girl back in the day, and I got stuck and. And I started studying here, but uh, guess what? It was not in finance or investing. It was or business. It was in computer science and software engineering. And I was always been on a career path towards becoming a teacher, a professor in software engineering at the university. I went through all the hoops. I, you know, did my master's, my PhD, postdoc. I started teaching, uh, but on the side, I was always fascinated by trading and uh, investing. And you know, I, I started doing myself. And as a beginner. Uh, I made all the mistakes that everybody does. I overtraded. I took too much risk. I held on to losing trades way too long. And then I came to the hard realization, man, this is hard and I need help. And for me, as a software engineer, needing help meant I need better tools that help me make better investing and trading decisions. And so I started coding. And most of the stuff I did in the beginning was just for my own sake. You know, things that helped me understand the markets better. And I also, you know, built a bit of a network. And um, at some point, I was introduced to Search. And back then, when I was on my way to Germany, I called him up. And, hey, my name is Daniel, and uh, I might be able to help you. And this was for some of Search's early indicators for, I think, for trading or some other platform. And this is how our story between Search started. And this is like seven, eight years ago. So, and now we're going full circle. I'm back on this podcast, uh, looking at this awesome tool that Search has built. Well, I mean, to be fair, this was very much a collaboration and, and a lot to your credit and uh, to your business partner, Homa, who will hopefully have on the podcast also uh, very soon. But, um, you know, maybe just before we go into how we were able to develop this and kind of what the point of it is and how it's helping traders and investors, self-directed or professionals uh, around the world right now. What, what do you think are some of the 
biggest challenges that you see uh, for people at home that are trying to manage their own money in terms of um, where do you think they need the most help? I guess it's kind of, what, what do you, or what do you see? Obviously we can't give investment advice here, but what, what is kind of your thinking? What do you see as the most common mistake? The biggest challenge for traders, I believe is figuring out what to trade. Uh, there's so many options to choose from, literally thousands of symbols uh, on different timeframes uh, and different asset classes. But which one should you pick? So not knowing what to pick can, first of all, stall you. You will not do anything. Or maybe you just pick randomly and it's not systematic. And both are recipes for uh, bad trading decisions. And I think getting a bit of guidance as to what to pick with some rationale, with a clear strategy and approach would make a big difference for most traders. I would certainly echo that. I think, you know, we, we could, and this is a topic on its own that we could uh, talk about for hours. You know, at the end of the day, it just to me, it seems to come down to a bit of a, a, certainly there's a risk management exercise that lots of novices have a difficult time doing, which is the most important, most difficult thing to do. But ultimately, also not being able to have the bigger picture view. You know, we know that over the years, particularly over the past decade plus, you know, we've increasingly seen this sort of short termism on the part of self direct investors and traders kick in, and quite frankly, even fund managers. I mean, we see that every time, every day I speak with people. And so they kind of lose sight of these major trends, whether they are bullish or bearish, not only when they start, but also when they end. Right. So, and we'll look at an example here uh, in a minute on, on a chart very prominent stock or certainly was during the COVID period. Everyone was bullish on it, but they all, not all, but probably most private investors completely missed the train of when that started stopping a bullish trade. And, you know, so we're looking at a stock that was trading as high as, I don't know, the high 500s or something like that. And as we're recording this, it's around 70 bucks, right? Um, so it's nice to be able to do a trade. The problem is most people don't understand what the trends are and the trends have a lot to do not just about the individual stock, but really more the global macro picture and, and, and really the, the economic cycle and the business cycle that we go through. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think what's also important is that you do not fight the market. You go with the market and going with the market, search just said, is going with the trend and understanding what the trend is. Are you going, is the trend going up or down? It's, it's as simple as this. And then you just, you know, you follow the trend with some refined logic. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and, Again, I, I would add, you know, the principle, the idea of, of the trend following is easy. The trouble we all have is as humans, we have this thing between our ears that tends to get in the way of making ultimately, which are quite logical decisions, which is either to respect the trend and stay with it or end or get out of it. Because there's so much information every day that seems to either confirm the trend or go against it. And at some point we'll get out for better or for worse. Most of the time, let's say it's a bullish trend. The, bull, the trend is nowhere near over it by the time most people get out that are very short-term oriented. And then there's other people who just stay long and, or short something no matter what. So there's a, a mismatch of timeframes and, again, in the lack of understanding the macro stuff. And one yeah. little story how I uh, – my, my early mistakes was – and I still do them because uh, I'm so impulsive, but that's, that's a different story – is that I, I like to chase the trend. I, I have FOMO and I, you know, I, I'm scared of missing out. So I jump into something which has been overextended and it's uh, at the upper end of the trend, which is typically a bad idea because things will retrace within that trend. But you know, since I jumped in, when everybody jumps in, that – often led to a pretty bad trading decision. So, uh, but this is because of 
emotions, human emotions, and um, not being able to have a tool which will help you to tell you, hey, it's better to wait a bit. Wait, and, and I think just to get right right into it, Daniel, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll, we'll, I think what we'll, we'll, you and I and, and Homa figured out over the years is that really the best way to, to get people to deal with these emotions in the market and to be able to overcome these problems is to make them understand that there's multiple timeframes. And then we're just specifically focusing on two timeframes. So the longer term stuff, which we'll look at the chart in a minute, we can tell by the background color in the chart and then the actual traits. So not to take too much away from what we're about to talk about, but in your example of when you, when you're getting into something, when the trends are already extended, that's not that big of a problem for a trend. It's, more of a problem for a trade. So making sure we, we know what time frame we're operating within is, is really the trick there to be able to uh, not make those mistakes. But, but maybe another thing, just before we look at this, you know, I think both three of us, you know, you, Homa and myself find out over time is that a lot of people don't really like to install stuff on their, some people do, but some people are very tech savvy and they do, but a lot of people don't. And so they prefer to just have something that comes kind of pre-installed or is coming comes out of the box without having to to do much uh, tinkering and IT stuff with it. So, you know, to us I think it was very important that we would build something over me at the study trader with with your company um trading dashboards which we we can talk about it a bit more, but you know, it was kind of a perfect match of trying to figure out what can we build for clients who don't want to install something, who just want to open something. So what we we actually did is uh, really you did and, and, uh, and your team is, is to create something that's essentially web-based. So all people have to go is go to the studytrader.com, they log in and then they, they click literally just one button and they're able to access this tool. So it just pops open, right? Then they can do that. They can use that on, on iPads and, you know, I mean, preferably on a computer because, you know, it's a serious matter. So you don't want to do this on an iPhone. You could technically, but, uh, but anyway, it kind of works anywhere. But maybe to, if you want to, if you have like just a quick, a quick, and I'm not trying to put you in a spot, but if you have any, any just thoughts around that aspect before we even look at it, you know, why we thought the web-based approach was better than giving someone just another indicator to install. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the whole, the whole industry of trading goes towards the web. You can see this of trading view uh, being so prominent now. It's a web-based platform. Uh, the uh, Ninja Trader just announced they're going completely web-based uh, themselves, uh, going away from the installed version of Ninja Trader. And I think that's that's really the trend in the industry. Yeah. And um, I believe we developed this dashboard, I don't know, maybe three years ago, four years ago. We were very early adopters yeah. of that trend. So we read the market right, going completely web-based. And that was our uh, intent from the beginning because it gives you so, more, so many more options. No need to install anything. Um, there are no bugs. If there's a bug, um, well, there's none. It just runs in your web browser. There's, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, deinstalling a version on Windows or maybe it, it can't be installed for whatever technical problems you may have on your local machine. It's not the case because everything runs in the browser. It's, it's like a web page, basically, which has this amazing dashboard built in. It's as easy as opening up a web page and uh, going to Google or whatever. So you can use it from anywhere, on your couch, on your iPad, on your phone even, uh, of course, also on your regular PC. And uh, you can log in from different locations and it will just look the exact same way. Yeah. You have all your watch lists, you have all your alerts, you have everything, all your annotations will always be there as soon as you log in from any location. And that was key for it. Absolutely key. And, and again, just, you know, I think a lot of people that, that are involved in the markets, whether they do, even if they do this full time, just we want to remove as much obstacles for them as possible. And, and quite frankly, I mean, you know, in sort of a, a more... Um, 
selfish way, if I, if I want to call it that, like, I mean, really to me, this was the point, the point was to, to, to develop this, um, you know, for, for our in-house use first and foremost. And then once we saw how good it was, we were able to bring it to the market and of course share with other people as well. So you can use the same tool, but maybe, and, and I don't know how well people can see this on the podcast. So I will, I'm just going to, um, be somewhat, um, not too detailed in terms of what I'm about to describe just in case on the podcast, it, the window doesn't show this enough, but I'm just going to bring up uh, and make a chart here uh, as large as I can. And um, before we look at the tool a bit more, you know, the, the core functionality here is, is being able to make people understand and quite frankly, you know, get their head around what it means to have multiple time frames. So very simply, it's really just two things on these, on, on our entire tool that matters, which is one thing is called trend. And the other thing is called trade, it's trend and trade. And so when we talk about trend, we're talking about basically the background colors on, on the charts. Um, in this case, you can see there's a green period, which comes with trading by signals. Again, we'll differentiate that in a minute. Then we have these neutral periods, which are basically, which black background color means just stay out. And of course, we have the bearish signals, the bearish trends, which is the red background color, which is predominant here on this chart. Where, where I think where we, what really clicked with us when we went, the more we started, we were talking about this together, um, Daniel, was just, just how badly investors needed something that was making it clear to them, in this case, visibly clear, right, that what the trend actually is and, and when it ends. So let's just look at this quick. This, is, this happens to be the chart of Zoom, right, ticker symbol ZM. And you can see, if you look all the way to the left, and again, I, ho- I hope this is people can see this well enough on, on the podcast. Uh, there's essentially a green period that starts uh, right there. And, and that is when the bullish trend, notice I'm saying trend, not trade, but trend is where it started. So at the time when that green period started, uh, the stock was trading around 150 bucks. That green period ended when the stock was trading around 380, let's say. So that's a pretty huge move percentage wise, right? So if all I would have wanted to do is buy it when the the trade started and the trend started and ended and sell it when the trend was over, I made a lot of money, right? That's, and that's all. And you can see on this, on the short side, the same thing. You could have just shorted it when the trend went bearish and then it's actually currently still bearish or just buy puts. What about maybe, I don't know if you, if you can talk a little bit about the trading part, because I know everyone's always focused on trading when in reality, we all know that you make a lot more money just staying the trend, but, but, you know, people do want to trade and they want to risk manage and feed their emotions. So we, we did feel like this was an important aspect to have, but maybe you can talk a little bit about the trades as well. Those little buy signals and, and note, by the way, that you only get buy signals in, in the green area, I mean the bullish trend, and only sell signals or short signals in red periods, right? So we don't try to do counter trend for the purposes of this tool. Yeah. Little backstory here too. I um, once saw one of Serge's presentations um, at a conference. I think it was the Traders Expo or some, some related event, I think in Vegas or maybe in New York. And he was you know, looking at a chart and again, he identified a trend in that chart and he draw like a nice trend channel on it. And he pointed out, well, you know, what you don't want to do is you don't want to chase the trend. So when you get the upper end of that channel, maybe it's not the best time to enter because first of all, it's overextended. And secondly, your stop loss needs to be really, really far down. There's lots of risk on the table. So you better want to wait until you go towards the lower end of the trend channel, assuming you're in an uptrend, and enter at that point. 
And this is basically the, and I loved it. It was so clear. It was so logical because, you know, if you do this, you minimize your risk. The stop loss is much nearer and uh, you get a much better price. So that was, it was so logical and clear and it spoke to me. And what we did here with the market rover is basically encoded this philosophy into our trade signals. So you always go with the trend. That's, that was a, you know, requirement from the beginning. So you only have buy signals when the background is green, you know, an uptrend or sell signals when the background is red and you're in a downtrend. But you don't get these signals all the time. If you look a bit more carefully, you see the buy signals, they happen when the market has retraced towards the lower end of that trend channel. You can't see the trend channel because it's not important because you get these clear signals, thus minimizing your entry risk. You know, you're getting a better price, but your stop loss, that's this little dotted line um, that you can see along the way, is quite near. That makes all the difference because this minimizes your risk, you get a better price. And that was the philosophy behind these signals. We're waiting for a retracement within a trend to get you a better entry price. And these happen all the time. So, you know, if you have FOMO like me, you may think, oh my God, I want to get in right now. I, I'm not patient enough. Don't worry. These happen all the time. Just wait a little bit. And you can see here in the uptrend, we had, I don't know, four, five, six signals there. And the downtrend, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 signals. So they do happen. And this is not the only stock we can trade. There are thousands of stocks out there. So you will get your chance, but be patient and wait for the right moment. Yeah. And you know what's also really really fascinating as as you know over the past as you say six seven years whatever it's been now, you know is, is how at the, the profit targets um, that we have on the trading signal again let's differentiate between trade and trend. I'm talking about trading signals right now for a minute. Again, the little sell and buy signals. How how frequently they do actually reach their profit targets. So target one and two. We have two targets we usually go with. We have those are represented by those two little horizontal lines. And, and we could, you know, zoom in a bit closer here so you guys can kind of see this. So I'm just zooming in on one that everyone can kind of see. And again, I hope this shows up in the podcast, but you can see when you get a sell signal, you reach target one, that's the first horizontal line. And then you reach target number two, and then you even have a, stop, a trailing stop. So if you want to go for what's called a runner, you can stay this one on. So in this case, just, and again, this is, I just, I'm randomly picking one. You can see, could have sold this or bought a put around $250. The third profit target didn't reach until the stock was close at $120. All right. So that's hell of a trade. Um, if you think about that. So as you can see, and the, yes, exactly. And the idea behind having multiple levels where you scale out is, uh, you know, when you hit a trend in a nice trade, you want to, you know, take your risk off the market and deal with house money. So these are what these two fairly near profit targets are for. Because, you know, you book your profits there, you, you made some money, and then you let the rest run. And uh, it's basically your house money at that point. Letting it run, you're much more confident because you already made your profit. Now just, you know, write it out until uh, the tool will tell you, okay, now it's time to close out the trade entirely. And this gives you the confidence and also the emotional safety to, uh, to stick with that long runner uh, all the way along the way because there will be small retracements along the way like with any market uh, it may come clear and you may you know give back a little bit back to the market but in the but by writing it out and by having this emotional safety the confidence that you know you already made your money now let the rest run makes all the difference oh i mean and that's a great point you know it's it, this is really it's this what you're describing is risk management and so you know uh, what was important to us as we said in the beginning is that when we were developing this, that this is not just something that allows people to being able to find bullish and bearish trends and knowing when they start and they end, but also give them a really quite superior 
risk management tool embedded in, or process embedded with all this. Um, you know, a very clear stop loss, a very clear profit targets one and two, and even on the on the investing side, right? So on the on again, we talk about trade and trend, right? So on the trending side, I guess is the word I want to use, right? So if we if we went long here around one hundred. 50, whatever it was, and got out there when the trend that changed at 380. I mean, it's very clear, like the color of the background color changes. So let's just quickly, before we, we um, take away too much, uh, too much time uh, on this, um, you know, what was also very important to us when we developed this, Daniel, was that we were able to give people a tool that they can use with, let's say, a watch list they have or their own portfolios, and so one of the exactly. functions that we have is, and, and we have equities on this tool, we have ETFs on this tool, we have uh, um, cryptocurrencies, even um, futures and, uh, and currencies and stuff like that. And you can break it down into even on the stock level into different sectors. Or if I only cared about ETFs, I could find buy and sell cycles right away. But but a really cool feature is, is the portfolio feature, or we call it actually it's a watch list feature, but it's really the same idea where we can create a watch list, right? So let's say I create, a watch list called, um, uh, let's see, bearish tech stocks. I mean, whatever it could be anything, and and we're able to create this list. This could be someone's portfolio. This could be, let's say, Daniel's portfolio. And what we're able to do is, well, Daniel will then be automatically once the portfolio is loaded in by just adding it and creating it. Um, Daniel will then be notified every day when there's a trend, either a change in trend, so like the big stuff, right? Um, or there's a new trade. So imagine if, let's say, someone would have owned Zoom. Uh, well, if they had that in their portfolio, they would have been notified by the market rover that in April 2021, the stock was trading at $330. Uh, and it's now, or actually it was higher, it was at 350 in March 2021. They would have been told that by email that morning that, listen, this is no longer a bullish trend. It's over, right? Get out. You don't have to go short it. It didn't become a short until a month later, but it would have told to get out. Then a month later, they would have been told to go short. And again, as we're recording this here right now, the stock went from 350 currently to 64 or whatever, 68 or whatever. I mean, these are massive moves. Now, not every single stock will make a big move like that, right? But I'm would try, would trying to show you an example here that's obviously that it's visually clear. And what's really cool is this tool not only lets you uh, follow up on your existing portfolio, as the searcher said, hey, if Zoom was in my portfolio, I would like to be notified when there's a major change happening, which happened right here. But what's also cool and you know, one of my use cases, which I really appreciate in this tool, is that it will help me create my portfolio. Let's say I'm long. I'm interested in going building a long portfolio, which is typically what most investors are interested in. I can easily find these stocks which are in an uptrend with this tool simply by using this scanner. It will tell me all the stocks, all the symbols, and my criteria which are currently trending up. And these are potential candidates for my long portfolio. And then I just need to, you know, go through the stocks that have been pre-selected for me which are trending up, add them to my portfolio. And uh, this is how I can build my portfolio uh, quite easily using the scanner feature. And again, we're scanning through thousands of equities and, uh, and other symbols yeah. in the market rover. Absolutely. No, it's fantastic. And I think, I just think uh, we, we really felt there was a strong need for something like this. Um, one of the other really cool things, and, and I'll mention this feature just because I think it's so useful and we're finding we're getting such great feedback is 
uh, we're able to share our own portfolios, like the ones that we're using at the Steady Trader or even at Blue Marlin Advisors, our investment advisory firm. Um, we can do that, right? So if I want to share, uh, like, for example, my consumer discretionary watch, short watch list, like these are stocks. If I create this watch list as I did, I, I on my end have this, and it's only me and a couple other people in-house that have this functionality. By just clicking one button, every all of our clients now have lists to have access to this to this portfolio to this watch list and as i make a change in real time it will also make that change on your market rover on the user's market rover so they can see exactly what moves we're making when we're adding something when we're moving something on the watch list or an actual portfolio it's a very very powerful um uh, way of, of being able to uh, to give full transparency to our uh, community for uh, what we're doing and uh, and that's yeah. been very very helpful and, and search on this um, on this note, this tool is really a, a live product. But I'm, what do I mean by live product? We're constantly adding new features to it. So this, what you just said about sharing a watch list, sharing a portfolio, is a feature that we added perhaps I don't know two months ago, three months ago, because there was the demand there. We thought it was a cool feature for others to have, and we will continue doing this uh, throughout the years, uh, adding new features as you know we encounter them, as we find them useful, and. Um, as a market rover client, uh, you will get all these features automatically as they have been added. Also, this also relates to adding new symbols to it. First, new symbols appear all the time. These will be added on a constant basis. Uh, new features will be added um, and so forth. Oh, it's fantastic. And we haven't even talked about the trade of the day that actually comes with this, which is if you are using this tool as a member every single day, you'll receive an email uh, with our favorite trade from this uh, dashboard. And we will send that out to you every morning directly to your email with an entry point, a sell point, stop loss, targets one and two, and even an options idea. So that's that's a whole nother uh, level of uh, awesomeness. And it literally just takes seconds to to find these trades. Um, well, listen, Daniel, I, I really appreciate you taking time. And I'm going to, uh, I'm also looking forward to talking to your business partner, Homa, soon. And what we will then focus on more is the actual interface, the user friendliness of the whole interface. You know, what, why we developed it in a certain ways to make it as appealing as possible and as easy to use for people as it has become. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about having a tool that works, but if it's not appealing, like even from a color perspective to people to use, it becomes very difficult for, for someone to really use it profitably or even just to understand the functions it's really interesting you know? oh, absolutely and and uh, maybe before we wrap up a quick backstory on this one too um i i'm a strong believer if that something is too tedious or not enjoyable people may do it perhaps for a day or two or three days uh, but then they're going to give up because in the long run it's not sustainable and this holds true for anything in life if something is too hard it's not fun. People won't do it. And what we had in mind with this dashboard is to make it as intuitive, as simple as possible. There's a whole science behind this. Uh, we tried to keep the uh, the trade signals very clear cut and intuitive and easy to follow. The scanner is lightning fast and you find symbols within I don't know, milliseconds. Um, and this was the philosophy behind this dashboard because, you know, if it's tedious, if it's complicated to use, if it takes too much time out of your day, you will not use it. And why, why should you? So, and if you want to know more of how we designed it and what was our design philosophy, you should listen to Homer. Yeah. She's um, our expert. Exactly. No, and I'm really looking forward to that. So, so listen, Daniel, thank you so much. I hope we can do another one of these podcasts soon. We'll go into other features and just, again, you know, this is not even really just about the dashboard. It's really about the process and the, the, what we, what we determined 
our research indicated that there was a strong need, a desperate need actually, for people to have a tool and a process that they simply didn't have. Because you think about most you know, individual investors or traders, they, what they do is they'll subscribe to some news alert, new trade alert service where, you know, it's really, usually there's really no rhyme or reason for the trade alerts and they can't follow it. And because they can't follow it, they don't trust it. They don't do the trades and they stop, right? After like one loser, one or two losing trades or a few losing trades. Here, you can follow the entire process, you know, and, and we give our, our members full access to our live chat room. So they're constantly interacting with us. They can see what we're doing in all our portfolio level as well at our professionally managed portfolios. And um, it just, it, it, there's a lot of transparency and trust that we are able to develop and give to our members, which really is, uh, is what this is all about. So, so thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, again, I hope we can do this again soon. Thank you. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. 